Warren, good morning. Hello? Oh, can you hear me? Hello? I can hear you, yes. Okay, sorry. I bumped the mute button. At the exact moment, I went, blah. So, that joke <laughs> was wasted momentarily. Oh, no. I've only had one coffee. It's 7.04 on a Saturday morning. I've had very little sleep. No, um, shit. I'm sorry. No, no, no that's, the, the, that's not your fault. Just, yeah. Too much sex. <laughs> It's a burden, but when you've got it, you've got it, and when you've got it, the ladies want it. It's, I am a gift. It is a gift. Uh, I, I, one of my nicknames is Magic Mike for a reason. So I get called that at work by, by women I work with. And they think oh, it's that's... hilarious because I find it slightly embarrassing. Oh. Um, and it happened again yesterday. And I was like, okay, bye, ladies. See ya. Yeah. Uh, uh, yeah. Bordering sexual harassment at work, isn't it? A little it? bit, which is yeah. funny considering I work in HR. So, yeah. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Ask myself, what do I do? <laughs> Quick, someone call HR. Also, I need an adult. Um, yeah. So, anyway, how are you? I'm okay. It's uh, eight o'clock here, so oh. much more civilized. Yeah. 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 It is. Yeah. I'm the only one up in the house, except for Jack, the cat, who is very desperate to come into my room and sit on my lap. And yeah, no, don't allow that. Uh, make biscuits, as we call it. When he claws you. Right. (laughs) Claws you with alternating paws. Right. Okay. Yeah. Okay. I'm glad you cleared that up. Yeah. I was thinking biscuits were your your household code word for poos. Oh, no. He he does. No. Right. The other morning I did get up and um, the dog was in the hall eating something. I go, what is that? And it was uh, one of Jack's poos. Oh, no. Yeah, so you classy dog. <laughs> <sighs> and that's our show, folks. Son, <laughs> I told my son, he licks you. Think about that. <laughs> yeah, dogs are great, but a little bit gross. And cats mm. are just rude bastards. Yeah, they so, are. Yeah. Anyway, uh, welcome to the Gary Show, everyone. <laughs> Should we do a proper intro instead of just straight in from that? <laughs> I don't know. I kind of like the idea of a cold open. Okay, well, that's our cold open then. I'll edit it from here. So, <laughs> I've had a coffee. I'm in desperate need of another coffee. Will you permit me a second to go and start the kettle? Sure. Because otherwise I'm not going to make it through this. Yeah, absolutely. And if you f- if you feel like talking about redback spiders or something again, please do. Oh, do you want the rest of that story? Um, go for If you want, it'll be like a crossover. The story starts in one show and ends in a different show. <laughs> oh, I'm so deliriously tired. Okay, back in a sec. Hang on. Okay. 
anyway, so the, the spider's on my leg, and I was going, oh, what's that? And looked down, and it's bloody, it is literally the biggest redback spider I've ever seen. And um, I have just brushed it off my leg, so it's dangling from the um, the hose of the petrol bowser um, and swinging around. And I keep trying to, and then I was going, I'm feeling up with petrol um, with one hand and trying to um, swing it away from me. And then it swing it, I swing it onto my leg again. And then it stays on my leg. And I'm just looking at it going, okay, this is a lethal spider. If this bites me, I'm going to have to be at a hospital in five minutes or I'm dead. But then uh, it let go and just swung there. And then um, I managed to uh, squish the bugger on the floor, uh, on the ground. And, uh, you know, so happy story at the end. But um, am I jaded about life? Because if this had happened to me in my 20s, I would have screamed and ran and all sorts of things like that. But uh, in my later years, it's just like, oh, okay. And, um, yeah, I can't say my life flashed before my eyes because I um, didn't see, think about anything except, um, oh, hope I'm not undignified at this moment. Yeah, anyway, um, how are you all? How long does it take to make a coffee? That's what I'm wondering. <sighs> don't want to use any of the good stuff that's actually for the, the show. And when I say the good stuff, the stuff I haven't thought about saying yet. Okay, my coffee is brewing, so I will need to go and retrieve it in a few minutes. So. Mm. <laughs> you sound way more excited about my coffee than I do. Anyway. <laughs> I don't drink coffee. That's one of the don't interesting you? things about me. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Don't you think it's interesting? It is interesting. I I can't survive without some caffeinated beverage during my day. Mm. So, yeah. I I used to drink um, cola, like Pepsi and Coke, all the time, mm-hmm. and then I would discover I'd get crippling headaches if I didn't have it every day. Oh. And, uh, and then I spent several days getting off it. <laughs> <laughs> And I don't really drink it now, except for little bits. Like I'm not addicted anymore, but okay. um, you know. But if I drank, you know, two two cans, so I would be back on the back on the wagon. On the, back on is it on the wagon or off the wagon? Uh, I think it's off the wagon because it was probably a you know, hey, get on the wagon and don't be a drunk, and you know, come into town and give me money. <laughs> oh yeah, that clears it up for sure. Yeah, that that makes total sense. I don't know. It's one of those. Know. It's like throwing in the towel. It's one of those things that has an origin in something. Yes. <laughs> you know, throwing in the towel, like if you're in a boxing match. Yeah, you throw in the towel yeah. to, to to quit, to give up. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Or if you're wet. <laughs> yes. <laughs> right. Yeah. yeah. Okay. okay. Good show. Yeah. <laughs> okay, mm. on the wagon is abstaining from alcohol. Off oh, okay. the wagon is returning to drinking after an attempt to give up. Okay, so it works for Pepsi. Yes. Oh, good. Yeah. Good. Yes. So, but I mean, I I don't smoke. I've never smoked in my life. Um, uh, I've never been drunk. These are things about me. I'm sorry, you've you've never been drunk. I've never been drunk. Wow. That's that's almost un-Australian. (laughs) <laughs> I know. <Wow. laughs> I think I just got uninvited from the wedding, didn't I? <laughs> when did you emigrate over here? Was it just recently? That's <laughs> <laughs> well, my strict religious beliefs. No, I, I just don't like beer. And okay. um, 
when I was young. I mean, I also have a fear of losing control. Okay. So, yeah. Yeah. So that's that's deep seated. So uh, you know, I don't. I've never done drugs or anything, mm-hmm. um, except uh, medicinal. Um, yep. Yeah. So I'm pretty bad on the Panadol. You know what I mean? <laughs> right. Right. Yeah. Um, Any time. Yeah, but no, never been drunk. I mean, I used to, like, I would go to the pub with friends and I'd have bourbon and Coke, and then I realised I just like Coke. Um, right. And why am I paying $7 for a drink? Mm, um, yeah, yeah. <laughs> See, uh, I'm, I'm, I guess I'm the complete opposite of you. I've done all of those things, and <laughs> it was at a point in my early 20s where my friends and I would be at our favourite club uh, in, in the city uh, before the doors opened so we could get there for the happy hour that went more than one hour, where drinks with spirits were like two bucks fifty. So, you know, those were the days. Oh, so, okay. Um, yes, yeah, so I, yeah. have, um, I have partaken of things. <laughs> I have been well and truly drunk. Yeah. Uh, not, not so much in my, in my advanced years, but I, I liked to party back in the day. Oh, yeah. right. Yeah, no, nothing, nothing, uh, the the strongest, you know, substance I ever tried, uh, actually, no, <laughs> shit, fuck it, let's mm. just, let's just get full confession, yes, I've done acid, so, oh, yeah, yeah, wow. yeah there we go, um, had a wonderful time on it, um, was thankfully at a very safe place with, with people I trusted, very good friends, um, yeah, we had a rip-roaring night, um, but again, this was like, over half my life ago, so yeah, and I did it. I think tw- uh, no more than twice, but I did pot as well. You know, mm, um, wow. did that a few times. I remembered greening out once at a friend's place. <laughs> so, right? Do you know what greening out what is? is? Greening out me. Gre- no, gre- I don't know what that is. Uh, instead of, um, it's kind of when like you don't react well to the marijuana. Oh. And you can't, okay. it, it's, you don't quite black out, but you kind of just like, holy shit, I need to like stop and lie down. And, uh, maybe it was just something that my group of friends called it. I'm not sure. Um, okay. but it was kind of like, yeah, okay. They need to stop partaking. They need to chill out. Let's get them hydrated. Let's, let's take care of them. Uh, um, it, it's kind of like, yeah, like, like a bad reaction. Um, okay. But yeah, no, nothing like, super seriously bad ever happened. It was just like, ah, Garvey's greened out, you know. Oh, So, okay. yeah. Yeah, uh, I, I do know enough about the lingo to fake it so that, mm. you know, I, I can talk it convincingly like, um, you know, hey, I roll my own bongs. And, and, uh, <laughs> oh, you've convinced me, sir. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, uh, well, it's true. <laughs> well, but yeah, th- this was like, you know, um, more than 20-something years ago now. So um, I'm I'm a responsible member of of the community now, for what it's worth. Um, but yeah, I've I've lived, man. I've I've seen some things. So uh, <laughs> it, one day, if I'm brave enough, I might even share on the Gary Show my worst drinking related story. I don't know if I've even told you this story. I think I have heard this one. Yeah, um, yeah. about about something that happened the week before my twenty first birthday party. Yes, um, I have heard this you story. You have heard yes. the story? I, I should have. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, that's good. Considering we've... I, we realised the other day that you and I have known each other for six years. Yeah. It's yeah. amazing. And we've been podcasting for most of those. <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> I know, it's very strange. Yeah, yeah. But yeah, one, one day if I'm brave enough, I will share that story on this show. Yeah. Uh, because it is... It's a bit of a jaw-dropper. <laughs> so Yeah, uh, it's definitely a story for a few episodes down the line where yeah. people know you a bit better and you trust them a bit more. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 I'm going to put it out there in the end of the world. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but look, look, that's that's going to lure some more listeners in, I'm sure. So, yeah, um, absolutely. Yeah, you know, keep, keep them keep them wondering, what the hell did Mike do? Ah, <laughs> <laughs> oh, dearie me. So speaking of what Mike did, um, I believe you didn't go to a concert this week. That's right. I did not go to a concert. Welcome to the COVID-19 era, ladies <laughs> and gents. Um, and this kind of ties into my musical suggestion for this week. Oh. Um, I'm actually going to be indulgent because I'm a bit sulky about this first thing. <laughs> so I'm going to suggest two things. Um, the first is, yeah, I, I didn't get to go and see my all-time favourite band, in the world, uh, Pixies, because they were touring here in Australia uh, for, uh, they were doing a show where they play their albums, um, Come On Pilgrim and Sofa Rosa, you know, track by track. Oh, okay, yep. yep. Um, Because those albums are like 30 something years old now, feeling old yet, everyone. Wow. And yeah, and I was, it was a Christmas gift from my lovely Kylie, I was super pumped to, to see them. And the day of the show, they announced that due to health, safety concerns, they are cancelling the remainder of their Australian tour. Hooray. Uh, no, that is not the word oh. that I uttered, because I was at work when I read the announcement. So I had to be somewhat tactful and diplomatic. Uh, so that would have been um, would have been a great show. I, I have been in love with the Pixies since high school. They would... And this is going to tie into a question for you as well, Paul. Oh, okay. Uh, if, if I was ever asked, what what would be your Desert Island Disc band? If you could only take the catalogue of one band with you to a desert, desert Island, what band would that be? For me, that would be Pixies. Oh, okay. I would just take their entire catalogue. I could live off that music and that sound for the rest of my time on the Desert Island. So, I, I, I will... I have a clear as day memory of the first time uh, I heard my favourite track of theirs. It's a song called Vamos. And my friend in high school at the time, Jared, he had an older brother who was in a, in a band. And they were kind of Pixies-ish in some elements. Uh, and so he brought over a vinyl record of, um, of, of Come On... Uh, Sephiroza, come on, Pilgrim, and he put on the track Vamos, and I just have this clear as a record of us being in the rumpus room at my house, and the vinyl crackling, and then Vamos starting up, and I was, I, I'd only ever heard one Pixie song before that, and that was when, uh, for those overseas, we have a, an ABC over here as, as well, as America has their own ABC, but this is, uh, like, the government-funded uh, channel over here. It's the BBC for Australia. There we literally. go. Thank you very much. Yes, yes, it is. Uh, and sometimes uh, between shows in the afternoon, but like sort of between the, the the youth programming, they would play a couple of film clips between programs to to kill some time. And that was the first time I saw the Pixies film clip for Here Comes Your Man. So that was my first encounter with them. I was like, hey, this band's pretty cool. 
And then through, you know, within a, the, the week sort of thing, I'd become a full-blown Pixies fan. And that was when Jared played me the Vamos song, and I was, I was like, you know, you have moments where you're like, something feels so right, you forget everything that came before it. <laughs> that oh. was like, that was like, I couldn't remember any music of the of the time, like that was current and, and you know pop music of that time. Once I'd heard the Pixies, I just devoured them. I went out and bought the um, the sheet music book for their um, their album Doolittle. I taught myself all their songs on uh, on the bass because I used to play the bass. I, I just yeah, and I never thought I'd get to see them live until they actually did the tour for Doolittle again, playing it track by track. And my my two favorite Pixie songs, uh, one is Vamos, their original. The other one, they do a cover version of a Neil Young song called Winterlong. And they played Winterlong as a bonus encore song. I was in tears <laughs> by Aww. that point of the show. Tears of pure, unadulterated joy <laughs> when they started playing that. Um, and to this day, because this was a few years ago now, when I hear Winterlong, I get a little bit teary-eyed still because they do such... Beautiful job of it. Uh, so anyway, my first musical suggestion is going to be the Pixies, my all-time favorite band, without hesitation. Uh, and I'm going to suggest the track "Vamos" because I love it so much. Ooh, okay. <laughs> That's tough. Uh, I'm well. I mean, I for a long time I said my favourite band is the Church. Mm-hmm. So um, yeah, I think I really like the Church because you know when you're young and you're influenced by everybody. So you know you go, okay, my friends like this and I like that, and my sister likes that, and mm-hmm. you know, and you just absorb whatever everyone else is into. Um, and I think The Church was the first band that I really liked for myself without anyone else going, hey, this band's really good. And, you know, okay. and yeah, I've seen them more than any other band in my life. So I've wow. probably seen the, seen the Church about eight or nine times. So, wow. Okay. Yeah. And this was, you know, when I was young. So I haven't seen them. I mean, nowadays, if you go see The Church, it's just Steve Kilby and, you know, a couple of session musos and he's doing Splendor in the Grass and things like that. Yeah. So, um, yeah, no, I really like the church and they're, uh, yeah, but they're a, a tough band to follow because uh, they're so 
prolific. Like they put out so many albums, mm. and um, they're all sort of creative um, whim stuff. So yeah, they've probably got about ten albums in the last fifteen years, and uh, yeah, not many of them are. You know, it's just some of it's very indulgent. Right. Uh, but uh, being on a desert island would be good because uh, there's many of their albums I haven't listened to because there's so many of them. Okay. <laughs> and that would give me a chance to listen to them all. But, I mean, their <laughs> earlier albums, you know, the, the stuff in the 70s and the early 80s stuff uh, is some of my favourite music ever. Mm. Um, and it does fit in with my um, trademarked depressing music um, <laughs> let's, let's call it... I was thinking about this the other day. Let's call it melancholy. Not it is melancholy. There yeah, we go. I yeah. mean... Yeah, yeah, there's a song by them uh, called It's No Reason, and um, I've always thought I would like that played at my funeral just to bum everyone out. Crocodile skin water City shadows wait Put your head into your hands The ending is so Take a ride to sundown Buy a ticket home Take all the things I've bought you Leave all the rest alone Marble skins turn human People fade to grey Put your head into my hands Make them go away As you're crying softly You will never be disturbed Red on pink, the sun will sing Have you even Similarly, I want uh, This Monkey's Gone to Heaven by the Pixies <laughs> played at my oh, funeral. Coincidentally, that is the only Pixie song I know. Oh, so. well, there you go. Yeah. Wow, yeah. okay. Yeah. So you, you're, you've already had a spoiler to my <laughs> funeral. <laughs> but, I mean, I didn't want my funeral to be, you know, a completely sombre affair. So I, yeah. I actually, you know, said to my wife years ago, I said, you know, this is how I'd like my funeral to happen. I, I, want, I want it to be at night. I want it to be dark. I want... The room filled with smoke, mm. and I want laser lights, you know, going <laughs> through the the smoke. Wow! Yeah, and then I want my coffin to be on like a a camera dolly or a, a crane arm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I want it to start raising up in the air, and then the final <laughs> countdown will start playing. And my coffin will just sort of move through the smoke, move around the room, you know, sort of randomly. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. 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 And the music will get louder and louder. And then as the song finishes, my coffin will just drop into a hole in the middle of the floor. 
Wow. <laughs> yeah, that's what I'd really like. That's that's very specific. Wow, that would be beautiful, wouldn't it? It would. Yeah, I'm, I'm picturing it already. Yeah. It's <laughs> <laughs> just. <laughs> Kind of like, you know, in uh, 80s hair metal bands where, you know, the drum kit would rise up and spin around and, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. And then, you know, people can sit there and someone will bring out cornettos or, or something. <laughs> Maxi bonds for everyone to Oh, read. hello, Maxi bonds, yeah, okay. <laughs> I'll, I'll be there for sure now. Yeah. 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 And my wife looked at me and said, I'm not going to do that. Um <laughs> She, she she looked at you and said, "I just asked if you wanted tea or coffee." Uh, <laughs> <laughs> said, "I don't drink coffee." <laughs> wow, it got a little bit dark there for a second. It did. Yeah. Yeah. Should we do a proper intro yet, or we're we just going to keep rolling? Uh, I'm happy to keep rolling. Let's right? keep rolling. Okay. I don't the know. Gary show doesn't live by the rules. Yeah, it's its own thing. We get our Gary on how we want, when we want. <laughs> it's a gift, you ready? and it's a gift to give. You ready to Gary? Always. <laughs> Going to unleash the full power of Gary. Yeah, by our powers combined, we shall become Gary. <laughs> <laughs> I swear, I'm just drinking coffee and nothing else. <sighs> so, the world, the world's interesting at the moment, isn't it? Um, yes. Yes, yeah. I, I would choose a different word, but there might be children listening. So. <laughs> yeah, I mean, we should probably date stamp this episode, because I think everything is changing so rapidly. So, um, yes, in Australia it is Saturday the 14th, so we yes. survived for Friday the 13th. Mm, um, and woke up to the news that uh, President Trump has declared a national emergency. About a week or so after he declared it was a hoax. Uh, yes. Mm, yeah, good, good, yeah, okay, just, yeah. <laughs> yeah, cool. and Australia has, um, from Monday, so in two days' time, gatherings of 500 people or more will be banned. Um, so you can still go to the footy this weekend, if the <laughs> team is playing. But from yes. Monday, nah, nah. Or unless it's a school. School's still on. Yeah. Um, and you can still go to work if you're feeling healthy enough. But anything else that has more than 500 people, no. Yeah. Thanks, so, but, Yeah, um, but yeah, I, I, we've actually come in contact with the virus indirectly. My wife was you know, in Adelaide for work, and one of the people she was in Adelaide with has just got off a plane from Thailand two weeks ago. <gasps> oh, and, no. Yeah, and at the time, there was no problem with Thailand, but um, the airline contacted uh, her yesterday and said, oh, you may have been exposed to someone on the plane who was exposed. Ah, shit. And then my, and then my wife was like, oh, what do I do? And, you know, it's, it's all this uh, ricochet of advice about, um, you know, what do we have to do? Or do we have to do anything? And my wife got to the airport. Um, when I was picking her up, she came and said, don't come near me if you don't want to. <laughs> I might be exposed. Oh. And I was like, oh, come here, baby. And oh. a big smooch. Take that, COVID-19. Yeah. You're not going to stop the Hicks's love. No. 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 So, and um, I can't say we've been stocked by. My wife's probably been buying a bit of extra water every mm. time she goes to the shops. Well, that's sensible. You know? Yeah. Um, you know, and we do, I mean, my wife does markets and makes Rocky Road and stuff, so we do have a lot of chocolate in the house normally, <laughs> okay? and, and lollies and things like that. Right, okay. Lo- so, sorry, for Americans, lollies are candies. Yes, there we go. There we yeah. Go. You're welcome, America. Um <laughs> Well, so yeah, you okay? You've got supplies, maybe not necessarily overly healthy ones, but uh, <laughs> you've got sustenance of a sort. Yes, yes. And uh, 
uh, I'm I'm going to assume you did not go toilet paper mad. There was no toilet paper mania. No, oh, yeah. no, we um, I think we got we've got one roll open at home, and we've got a pack of twelve, which is quite is quite heavy ply. It's like four ply um, that Fancy. my father-in-law bought us bought us because he found some at Aldi. Okay, and. Yeah, um, and I was in the shops the other day, saw toilet paper, picked one up, walked around for a bit and thought, nah, nah, and put it back and <laughs> <laughs> discovered there was a few more rolls out. So I think they oh, were yeah. actually putting out packs of six at a time just okay. to, so people don't go mental. Mm. Um, yeah, and yeah, so it uh, probably is under control. But here's a tip for Aussies. You can go to Bunnings and you can get a great big, you know, the really fat rolls, industrial Rolls mm-hmm. of toilet paper. Yeah. Bunnings sell those. Ah, okay. Yeah. Right. So they won't fit on your roller, but, you know, you can have a... You just put it on the floor fo- beside the toilet, you know? Like it's a just... massive cheese wheel of toilet paper next to you, yeah. Mmm, cheese. Mmm, yeah. cheese wheel. I love cheese. Cheese is so good. It is. It yeah, is. It's, it's one of my weaknesses, yes. Is it? Oh, okay. Oh, yeah, I'm terrible. You know, if there's, like, a block of cheese... You know when it gets down to the size that's, like, you know, an inch thick? Yeah. And, you know, you've grated or cut off all the rest? And uh-huh. I'm notorious for grabbing that and chewing on it. And, you know, I do experience a little bit of cheese regret, but... Uh... <laughs> right, so so cheese is your alcohol. So. <laughs> no, I would, yes, I often buy a six-pack of cheese and... <laughs> Sit on the sit on the bay. Yeah, sit at <laughs> sit at home devouring all the cheese. Yeah. yeah. Okay, well, good to know. Good to know. No, well, I, I mostly drink uh, sugar sugar free uh, soft drinks or sodas, right. as the Americans like to call it. Uh, okay. I do. I mean, I'm conscious that we do have a lot of American listeners. So you know, it, we have more American listeners than, than Australian listeners. That's that's a heavy burden, isn't it? Well, I think. I think part actually nice segue into my next question for you. I oh. think I think the Americans are possibly a little bit fond of our sexy Australian accents. What accents? <laughs> <laughs> and that was the other question. I I got thinking the other day. Yeah. Okay. And I I'm curious is other than Australian, do you have a favorite accent? Ah. Oh, uh... I, well, okay. I mean, it's so weird. Like, as a child, I used to make fun of people with accents because I was a stupid prick. Um, <laughs> but you're owning it now. That's, that's yeah, true. yeah. But yeah. I realise now that everyone who has an accent usually is not speaking in their native language, and they are superior to me because I cannot. I can only speak in English. But mm. you know, there are people that, who, if you can speak in two, yeah. yeah, that's amazing. And you yeah. know, I know people. I work with an Israeli bloke who can. He has like five or six languages under his belt. It's wow. Just, that's amazing. Yeah, that's fantastic. Yeah. Yeah. And, you know, you say a word like paradigm and he understands you and you go, wow, that's incredible. Um, I don't say the word paradigm. Don't you? No. Okay. <laughs> You're owning it, though. You. Oh, I, I, maybe yeah. I'm owning it. I don't know. Yeah. Am I owning anything today? Yeah. Anyway. You're being honest. You're being honest. So that's, that's good. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but I must say, it was a delight when I had uh, Jimmy McGlinchey contribute to uh, DCOCD, just listening to his Irish accent. So, ah. Jimmy McGlinchey, you may not know it from his name, is from Ireland. So, mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, he does sound like he's from China, but no, it's Ireland. <laughs> yeah, but um, his accent is delight. I don't know if I would want to have an Irish accent, but, um, you know, I do love a really, you know, French accent. Just, you know, it just sounds so sophisticated and suave but oh. I don't know how I would pull that off with my um, 
my nasally drone, you know, that I, mm. I, I don't know. What about you? What's, what's the accent of your... Welsh. Um, Welsh. Well, the Welsh accent. Good Lord. That, yeah. That does things to me, the Welsh accent. Oh, wow. <laughs> Just such a lovely, lilting, musical, sing-songy accent. And I, it, it kind of occurred to me that I have the, to blame the TV show Gavin and Stacey. I don't know oh, if you've yes. seen that. Yes, I do know Gavin and Stacey. For those that haven't, uh, it's a British sitcom uh, about uh, a guy who lives in Essex in, in England and uh, a woman who lives in Wales. And they meet on a night out and declare their undying love and get married very quickly. And so it's how they cope with living so far apart. And, ah, oh, that show just... <laughs> Well, the Welsh accents and that, and Welsh accents in general. Uh, like Tom Jones, he's Welsh. You know? Yes. It's like, whoa. Uh, so, <laughs> Ruth Jones from Gavin and Stacey. Whoa. Good Lord. Um, but yeah, the Welsh accent. I don't know. It's just... And, and Rob Brydon, also in Gavin and Stacey, and he, he hosts the uh, comedy uh, quiz show um, called Would I Lie to You? He's, he's a charming rogue, that man. And the Welsh accent. Oh, good Lord. <laughs> wow. So, um, yeah, uh, I, I don't know where or, or when this fascination with the accent first came about, but I was thinking about it the other day. I was like, yeah, Welsh, good Lord. I could listen to Welsh people talk all day. Um, <laughs> in their native Welsh tongue, though, I'm not 100% sure because I wouldn't understand what they were saying. <laughs> but if, you know... Speaking in English with a Welsh accent, oh, good Lord. It just... Wow. So I thought, I wonder if Paul has a similar fetish as well. <laughs> <laughs> no, I don't. No, no. <laughs> I was just answering a question, but you were, <laughs> you were getting into it. Oh, between the Pixies and... Oh, look, if there was ever a Welsh Pixies cover band, oh, I'd be dead. Mm. I'd be dead. They'd be playing This Monkey's Gone to Heaven in Welsh at my funeral. <laughs> Right. Getting back to music slightly. Okay, uh, yes. Because I, I, I had another... And I'll try and keep this one brief. I love a good mashup, where right. two or more disparate elements are taken and fused together into one glorious, unexpected musical offering. Yes, I have noticed your mashups on the on the, uh, on the Twitter. Socials? And the... Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, I'm, I'm going to encourage people just to go out and check out some mashups. Uh, one really good mashup artist is Bill McClintock. He did one with, which mashes up James Brown and Motorhead. <laughs> and you, hearing those, you would think, that won't work, Michael. What are you on about? No, no. I will insert a very short snippet of it into this episode as well. I got it. <laughs> Oh, 
there's another group uh, who I don't think are that active anymore, but uh, called Wax Audio. They did a mashup between Judas by Lady Gaga with Painkiller by Judas Priest. Again, you would think, that sounds insane, that's never going to work. Sorry, you're wrong, it does. It's just... <laughs> Sometimes mashups don't always work. But when they do, good lord, they can be a thing of beauty. They're just <laughs> so... Just go and go and go on YouTube and search mashups and, and be prepared for some musical delights of the unexpected kind. Right. Okay, that's enough music talk from me. But what else can we talk about, Paul? Is there anything in your life, an object, um, that is indispensable to your life? That Not a person? Uh, not, yeah, but something that you, you really use all the time and you can't live without. Oh, jeez. That I use all the time that's indispensable. <sighs> not that I can really think of. Other, uh, okay, um, probably my phone. I will admit I'm addicted to my phone, but not so much that I'm always on there, you know, taking selfies or, you know, blogging or whatever, but just that in, I, I can do my banking on my phone. I can check, you know, um, public transport timetables on my phone. I can message my family on my phone. I, I can do so much on my phone, whereas, you know, 20 years ago, that wasn't even a twinkle in some mad scientist's eye. And I feel a little bit like someone from Star Trek with my little <laughs> handheld communicator device, um, you know, w- with basically a supercomputer in my pocket. Yeah. And, yeah, it's just, you know, and it's got a calculator, it's got, you know... Shit, uh, a, you've a, got a, a calculator? I know, it's pretty fancy. <laughs> it's even got a clock. And it lets me <laughs> check the time in other parts of the world. Like, as we're recording at this moment, it is currently... 5.39pm in Charlotte, but on Friday afternoon there. Wow. Yeah, world clock. It's it's pretty cool. I, I, I can, you know, access maps on my phone. So I, I would think, I was almost going to say my car, but I use my phone even for just basic stuff like that. Even for typing, if I'm in a, a meeting at work, I'll just, you know, something comes up, I'll type a note on my phone and then, you know, email it to myself or something. There's just... You know, I can watch movies on my phone. I can play games, check it. I, I use it so much, but not for, like, not obsessively. I mean, obviously, I've got to, you know, turn it off and go to sleep, which I do. You know, Have you ever gone, gone to work without your phone? Once. Yeah, I've done it once. <laughs> once and never again. Because <laughs> the I longest was just, day of my life, yes. I like call it. It's like, oh, my God, because... Yeah, and, and when you work is kind of okay with some internet usage, and you're like, okay, I just need to check, you know, my banking, and I need to email my mum and do a couple of other things and pay some bills. If you've got your phone there, <laughs> you can do all that, you know. Um, you can just go to a quiet room and take care of all that stuff, you know, or on your coffee break, whatever. If you're doing, if, if you know, you've got to be a bit more careful when you're doing it on your work computer. So, but yeah, it happened once, never again. <laughs> I think a little while ago, I walked out the front door and I'd left it on the charger, but then I I realised before I took went any further, and I was like, "Eh, no, get back inside, get your phone, (laughs) and then all was right with the world, so, Wow. Well, I mean, a very good answer. I mean, you've justified that answer very well. I'm curious to know if you have 
such an item in your life. I do have a phone. <laughs> but, I mean, uh, <laughs> smart ass. Uh, an indispensable thing that you cannot yeah, do about. Um, I've got two things. So okay. I have a, uh, it's called a Swiss card. It's like a flat um, Swiss army knife. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and um, I use that just about every day um, for personal grooming and opening uh, packages and, uh, you know, so it has a little screwdriver, has a little pen, oh, has wow. a pair of tweezers, it has a knife and it has a little pair of scissors okay. uh, and a toothpick and that sort of stuff. Um, yeah, Swiss card, fantastic thing. Like, uh, this is like my fourth one in my life because occasionally I lose them. Oh. Uh, and so, you know, I cannot live without that. So, and it's like always in my pocket unless I'm traveling on a plane because then they would get confiscated. So. Right. <laughs> Fair enough. Yeah. Yeah. So if I'm doing a long trip, it's in my, my booked luggage. And if I'm, um, if it's a short trip, I don't take it. So, right. But, um, yeah, yeah. Amazing thing. Um, yeah. So there's that. The other thing that, uh, I use all the time, and this one's a little bit embarrassing. Okay. Um, and I probably bought this about two years ago. It's a a, kneel, a rubber kneeling pad. Um, so as I got older, I found that my knees would bloody hurt if I was bending down to get something, you know, something where I'd be on the floor for a... You know, okay, yeah. Yeah, okay. yeah so yeah. looking in the bottom of the pantry, um, putting a tyre on a car, <laughs> that sort of thing. Right. Um yeah, so I keep that in my man cave and, you know, bring it out when I need it, you know, just around the house and stuff. Yeah. But, I yeah. mean, admittedly, I, like, if I wanted to get my Starman comics, they're on the bottom shelf of my bookcase, I would probably have to use my kneeling pad to grab that. And so. that's, that's, that is nothing to be embarrassed about. We all age. Um, apparently, you're turning 500 this year. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, but, look, yeah, that my, my mum had something similar, but for when she was out gardening. Yes. Um, so, you know, it's just, it's not, not embarrassing, Paul. It's just common sense. You're looking after yourself. Yeah, you know, but I mean, it is embarrassing how often I need it. So, yeah. <laughs> you might need some more shelves then and put things up higher, maybe? You know? Well, I've got enough. I have more shelves than I should have in this room. But, ah, um, okay. okay. Yeah. Oh. If they're any higher, they would be through the ceiling. That could be a problem. Hmm. Yeah. Yes. Um, as we speak, I have I have put a film on in the background just to okay. um, visually interest me while I chat to you. Um, no, <laughs> nothing deficient about you, but right. Um, I was going to say yeah. today I am watching Fast Six. Fast okay. Six. As in Fast and the Furious franchise. Yes. Okay. Yes. I've only ever seen the first one of those, and that was more than enough for me. Oh. Yeah. I'm oh, a... mate. Oh, come on. <laughs> really? Oh. No. Come on. No. <laughs> No, well, I saw the first one and thought, eh, stupid car maybe. Yeah. Um, and then I came back for the fifth one and went, amazing, stupid action film. Right, uh, okay. And from then on, they just get sillier. Like, uh, yeah. It's, yeah, I love them. Um, but, yeah, um, Arnold Rimmer was in this one, I just noticed. So. Arnold Rimmer? Yeah, from um, the Red, Red Dwarf. Dwarf. Right, yeah. okay. Yeah. Okay, well. And, uh, oh, well, that changes everything. Off I go. <laughs> <laughs> Not a fan of car action, but Arnold Rimmer. Arnold Rimmer, smoke me a kipper. I'll be back in the morning once I've watched the entire series. So. <laughs> smoke me a kipper. Uh, you and your Welsh ways. <laughs> <laughs> my, my, my. Um, now, we've got, actually got some questions from listeners. 
Oh, did we? Yeah, we we did. Uh, should we? Um, well, yes, I'm telling you, we're going to. Um, <laughs> Are you steering this? I am steering this. Apparently, even though we haven't done a proper intro yet. Um, so... Welcome to Gary Show. <laughs> there we go. Yeah, hi, I'm Mike. Here's Paul. Um, okay, so we we got some comments from uh, our friend Doctor Ant. Uh, and he said he's loving the concept of the show and the episodes, uh, and he was talking about the collectible gaming stuff. He said, like you both, I went through a collectible card game phase, but it was only Magic the Gathering. I enjoyed the strategy element greatly, constructing decks with themes and long plays. When the future card series made the game faster, it lost its luster. It's like comparing speed chess to chess. Friends had no problem dropping cash for rare, devastating cards. I simply simply stopped playing. The result, tons of Magic cards and boxes and binders that I simply don't know what to do with. Take them to a game store, Ange. Seriously, do some research. Um, you could get some mad money for some of them, depending on how old they are and the rarity of them. You, you got to dig in. I mean, you can't you can't just dump a whole bunch of cards and get money. You really no. have to go. Okay, let's at least sort out all the rares. Yeah, and maybe yeah. give them. You know, say here's a pile of rares. What, what, how much? Yeah. And and if you want credit, you're probably going to get more money than if you like. You could buy Funkos or something, depending on the store. <laughs> yeah. Or. Um, uh, maybe a board game you could buy yeah. chess, speed chess. <laughs> <laughs> and continues. He says, okay, uh, a question I have. Have you ever had a story idea for a comic you thought was so good you toyed with the idea of pitching it to a comic company? I once wrote a treatment pitching the Legionnaire Wildfire as an energy elemental in the five-year-later era, sending it to DC. Oh, yeah, um, I I did. Yeah, I, I had an idea for a comic and mm-hmm. did. It was sort of sarcastic. I thought, wouldn't it be good? Like, this was when Sandman was coming out, and it was so, you know, revered and highbrow, and I thought, wouldn't it be great to have a really crap Sandman crossover with Batman? <laughs> like, um, you know, at the start of Sandman, how he gets captured and yes. he gets imprisoned in the thing. Well, uh-huh. what if what if they did that spell again? They actually captured his sister, Death. Yeah, and then Sandman had to team up with Batman to find where she was. And, you know, Batman could do some clues and fight stuff, and, you know, uh-huh. Sandman could... Do all the um, you know the spir- spiritual stuff, <laughs> and you, you could fight all the Batman villains, you know, using Sandman and Batman. I oh. thought that would I thought that would be great. That would be interesting, yeah. Yeah, but crap, also crap. <laughs> well, you never know, depending on you know the the way the story went. You know, it's yeah, it's an but, interesting uh, idea. Yeah. But the other idea I I thought was um, this was. Let's take the immortal villains of DC and have them in sort of an immortal war. So you could have like Vandal Savage versus Ra's al Ghul, um, with the Shade, um, you know, as the the wild card in between the two of them. So mm. I thought I thought that could have potential. So you, you pronounce know. it. So you it Ra's, do you? Uh, yeah. Just because um, I read it before I saw the TV show. Okay. okay. So you can call him Rash or Rock. <laughs> Or Raz? <laughs> right. Uh-huh. What, do you, what do you say? You say Raish. Isn't it Raish? Raish al Ghul? Raish, Raish, Raish. That's one for the Aussies. <laughs> for the non Aussies, uh, Rage is a long running late night music program uh, on the ABC over here, uh, and its intro song is basically. People Some saying rage. People screaming the word rage. So that was what Paul was riffing on there. You're welcome. I'm sorry I had to explain it all. <laughs> <laughs> okay. No, those those are 
interesting ideas. I, I think I like the, the Batman Sandman one. Well, because, I don't know, uh, the Eternal people just don't really do it for me. But Sandman, oh, and Batman, oh. So, um, I once in my bold, stupid naivety actually did pitch uh, an idea and emailed it off to Image Comics because I thought Ooh. that would be the only place that would publish such a story. And I don't know if I want to give too much away, uh, but basically it was about good versus evil. And basically they have this weapon that is kind of mysteriously and mystically and uh, in terms of the the story universe tied to the scales of justice. So the bearer of said weapon kind of has to keep the balance between good and evil by doing good and evil to keep the scales balanced. So sometimes an innocent person might have to die in order to tip the scales back. Because if the scales tip one way too much or the other, this weapon explodes and causes Ooh. catastrophic damage. So one one scene in particular was the main character busting into... <laughs> busting into... Breaking into um, either like... A, a hospital or an aged care place and quite sneakily using this weapon on someone who's terminal. Ah, okay. So, but this person was a good person. Um, right. So that kind of tipped the scales back a little bit. And there were demons and magic and that involved. And because I... <laughs> I, I can't remember what made me do it, but it was going to be a miniseries and the ending would be that the weapon exploded. Oh, no. Uh, but then it was going to leave, you know, kind of have a doorway to the the fact that, oh, hang on a minute, there were other copies of this weapon made as well. And this weapon has gone, been handed down through generations. So you could do prequels. Okay. And sort of how the weapon travels around the world, or the, the copies of the weapon travel around the world. I thought it was a brilliant idea. I thought it was grim and gritty and weird and, you know, had the occult and demon fights and people kicking ass, and I've sent it off. Uh, never heard anything. No. I don't even think I've got the email account still that I used to send it <laughs> off, so I couldn't check it to see if they wrote back either way. I don't think I've ever seen anything like it published by Image, so I think it's safe. <laughs> but it, it never went anywhere. Right. So, but I was so convinced that this would be such a brilliant idea for Image. I was like, typey, type, type. And, you know, sent in... Uh, there were a few... It wasn't like double digits worth of pages but there were a few pages there uh, oh. and I was <laughs> full full of bravery and, and hotspot and, and na- naivety naivety and you know I typed it all up I hit send and I said I'll hear back from them any day now and this was <laughs> this was years ago <laughs> it's wow it's not yeah. a bad idea Mike I think you know you should that's why. That's it. why I didn't want to give away too much because it was kind of. Yeah. It's. Uh, I like the idea of this person is doing something. Basically, the opening issue: they kill an old person uh-huh. um, in order to tip the scales of balance within the universe back to neutral. Right. But unfortunately, the, you know, hospital security, for want of a better term, find them doing this. <laughs> so right. the opening scene is: Hey, why is this person killing a, an old person? who's in a hospital bed, and now, oh, look, why are they running from security? What's going on? So, and then it would go into all the weirdness there. Maybe I'll do something with it. I don't know. 
But um, okay. yeah, there we go. Thanks for your question, Ange. Um, we had a comment on the Gary Show page for episode two from Tim Price. And I think he was commenting about, uh, I think you put a picture of a rabbit up there. Cause I Tim, did, yeah. There's Tim, a rabbit on the side. Yeah. Tim's comment was, that is a terrifying rabbit, in all caps. What the hell? <laughs> uh, oh, yeah. And great show, guys. So, Techni- Technically, probably a hare, that rabbit. A hare, right. Scary yeah. hairy. So. <laughs> uh, Tim also then commented on episode one. And he said, uh, great show, Gary's. I enjoyed the conversation so much, especially about music. I'm not great keeping up with new music nowadays, but my listening falls into two categories. Whatever the modern rock radio station I stream is playing and whatever songs are included with the group fitness programs that I teach. The first is background when I'm working. The other is a side gig work. And then all of my driving time is spent listening to podcasts. But both groups featured in this episode sound right up my alley. I'll try to look them up. Sorry, I didn't have any questions for advice. Let me think one up. Mm, uh, mm, maybe, uh, well, maybe next time. Keep garying on. Thanks, Tim. I'm glad you enjoyed our musical advice. So, yeah. mm-hmm. uh, we, we, we then had a question from Ryan Daly, Mr. Podcast Master himself. Uh, and he asked, if we were do, to do a podcast covering one non-superhero slash comics TV show, what would it be? Then he put the hashtag, Ooh. get your Gary on. <laughs> it's catchy. I knew it would. I knew it would. That's a good hashtag, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yep. You heard it here in a previous episode. Um, yeah. One non-superhero or comics TV show for a podcast subject, what would it be? Hmm... Here's, here's the problem with that is I think most people all sort of watch the same sort of stuff. Mm. Um, and so, like, the big shows that are out now, there's no point doing a podcast about any of them because everyone, you know, there's already podcasts about all of them. Yeah. Uh, the closest we've come is, you know, Doom, Doom Patrol, podcasting about the Doom Patrol on the TV show. Yeah. And then we didn't, you know, focus on the show too much because, you know, it wasn't in all regions at once and, you know, mm-hmm. it seemed unfair to, to dwell on the episode when, you know, people haven't seen it. Yes. Um, you know, and it, the show is still trickling out in the world. It's quite weird. So um, I think it's only just been announced that it's going to air in Brazil. Right. Only just now. <laughs> so, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Uh, which means you go back into old shows of your youth that um, uh, you liked when you were young. Um, and... I, I'm scared to watch shows from my youth in case they're crap. <laughs> uh-huh. <laughs> you know? Like, I remember loving things. Like, I used to love the A-Team, and I'm sure the A-Team is excruciatingly, you know, repetitive and formulaic, etc. So, you know. Considering they built a new vehicle <laughs> every episode to solve whatever problem they were facing. Yeah. Well, there was a, that montage of them constructing something and welding. and Yeah, you know, exactly. Yeah, 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 that was in every episode. Yeah, and, you know, that's what I just yeah, said. Yeah, <laughs> absolutely. And, you know, yeah. It, and I used to like the Dukes of Hazard. Now, that's, of course, problematic. Um, mm-hmm. you know, all these things that, like, you know... I think you need to be there at the time for many of them. And, you know, I know Ryan's got his Cheers cast and Rob Kelly's got his MASH cast mm-hmm. and they're probably, you know, two of the best. And um, Ashford does the Seinfeld cast. So yes. you've already honed in on some really good stuff there. Uh, yeah, I, I don't think there's much left on the table that I would I would talk about. I mean, I used to love Doctor Who as a as a kid, mm-hmm. um, as a, a young, young man, but 
you know, everyone loves Doctor Who now. You know, there's so many Doctor Who podcasts. Ash- Ashford does one, in fact. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So there's hardly anything left, isn't there? Um, what about you, Mike? You, you might have a better answer than me. I would find it interesting <laughs> to do a podcast about British sitcoms from decades ago. Did you say so, shitcoms? Sitcoms. Oh, British good. sitcoms. So, uh, are you being served? Dad's Army. Three. It ain't half hot, Mum. Uh, yeah, there we go. Man about the house, and then it's spin-off Robin's Nest. Oh, wow. um, Doctor uh, at Love thy neighbour. You know, just to go back because those things will pop up on TV occasionally on like a lazy Sunday afternoon, and I'll still sit down and get a chuckle out of them. But some of them might be. It'll be interesting to see whether they've aged well. <laughs> <laughs> if at all. And because there are so many of them out there, you could dedicate like a season to one show or you could rotate it between shows. So, and that's just because, you know, uh, of the era and the environment I grew up in, British sitcoms were like the thing. Um, yeah. And they would be repeated ad nauseum. And I, I even know that there's a, a Man About the House movie. Um, oh, Georgia Mildred. Oh, Yutha Joyce. She was a interesting lady. <laughs> Oh. So, um, no, no yeah. I, can't, I can't do George and Mildred again. Oh, oh. When I was a kid, my parents were friends with a... Uh, uh, my family was friends with another family. They had a, bo- a little boy who was a couple of years younger than me. But the the husband and wife, they looked like, to me, to my young eyes, they looked like the couple that lived next door to George and Mildred. <laughs> um, he he had the, the, the dark hair and the moustache and the squarish glasses and she was blonde with that, you know, late 70s weird <laughs> cut, whatever they call it. Um, yep. And I was, as a kid, I was convinced that they had left the TV show to come and live in Papua New Guinea. <laughs> and it didn't quite make sense to me why they would do that. <laughs> but Wow. Yeah, they, they, they look so similar to them. Um, but yeah, I, I just think that would be interesting because it's not a... I haven't seen that as a podcast idea, and there's a shit ton of shows out there that you could talk about. So, yeah. Yeah. I mean, I could probably podcast about the goodies, but yeah. you would need a section of the show where you know this is problematic gets discussed because yes. you know they were oh, yes. they were very racist and things yeah. like that, and you know, uh, and yeah, like something like Love Thy Neighbor, yeah, where you had a very staunchly tough, very proud, patriotic British man and his wife living next door to uh, a black couple that I, had, I think had just sort of moved into the neighbourhood and I, th- I can't remember their exact backstory, but basically it was the conflict between the two husbands, the, the black guy and the white guy and I would love to see and I, I'm sure that he used some terms in that show that would be completely offensive in this day and age Oh, and yeah. it would be fascinating <laughs> to go back and watch those. Absolutely, did. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. 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 I mean, you would all have to look for the modern lens of oh, it was a bad. It was a, it was a different time when everyone was terrible. Yes. <laughs> yes. Um, and Ryan gave us another question. Oh, it, Ryan. Yeah. Thanks, Ryan. Uh, he asked, "Do we have a dream car?" Uh, oh, and another question. Besides driving, what's your favourite mode of transport? E.g. buses, trains, boats, planes, bikes, rickshaws. <laughs> a dream car. I have I one. Like, well, I have I a feel tie. like Homer Simpson being asked to design his <laughs> <laughs> mm, 
dream car. Uh, <laughs> mine is a tie between a 1948 Chevy Coupe and uh, a 1939 Mercury. And I'll put some images of those up on the site. But those really old school cars, but I would want them to have custom jobs so they have the chopped roof. So they're, they're kind of like... They're done up these days as, old, as hot rods, but they have a, a sloping back at the rear, and they just—they're like something out of Batman the Animated Series. Wow! That's, and that's yet style. you won't watch Fast and the Furious films. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, if something like that with that look, you know, some somewhere between the the '39 Mercury and the '48 Chevy, with the the, the chopped roof and the, the sloping back, something like that. Oh. But I would want it would have to be converted to be automatic because I don't have a manual license, and it would have to have a modern engine and all the you know air conditioning and all the the Wi-Fi stuff on the inside, and then I would be set. It would be fantastic. Right. I would drive around late at night fighting crime because uh, <laughs> it looks a bit a little bit like you know the old school Batmobile, and I'd be fine with that. You know, I would be happy in my dream car. Uh, the citizens of Brisbane would be happy knowing that they're safe <laughs> um, with, you know, me fighting crime <laughs> on the wow. side. So, um, yeah. Yeah, I have a very um, probably different relationship to cars just because of my lifestyle. Mm. Like, um, so I drive to work every day. It's about 160 kilometres, so 320 kilometres every day times five. So what's that? It's like 1,600 kilometres every week. Mm. Um and we've got two cars, and when we first moved out here, we had a brand new car, and then we bought a, a an okay car as a backup, mm-hmm. and discovered that was a really bad idea after a little while. And now I buy try and buy the cheapest cars I can find because mm. we kill them basically. Right. We, you know, um, I've got you know our brand new car that is actually on the property. It's not registered anymore. It hasn't got. Um, air conditioning that works, which was critical for life in Australia. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Yeah, and uh, it was you know, sort of keyless entry, and I went to, um, I, like every couple of weeks, I'd go and start it, and just so I could drive around the property. Uh, at one stage, I had a dead sheep in the boot and drove it up oh. the hill and, you know, <laughs> things like that. So, so it, you, you're in full Mad Max territory then. <laughs> yeah. But, I mean, there was one stage I was literally buying the cheapest cars I could find. So I bought, like, if it was registered and it ran, I, it was cool. So I bought, like, a, a $900 Camry at one point, and mm-hmm. I drove that for two years till it died. And then, it, you know, as soon as it died, it's just, like, I called a tower and said, come and take it, bye. Yeah. <laughs> and then I, um, you know, took the spare tire in case I got another Camry and things like that. <laughs> and then um, we bought, I bought another one, which was $1,400, the slightly nicer Camry, but it was a wagon, but the boot didn't open and things like that. Oh, God. And then I got the boot fixed eventually and everything. So, you know, it just, it needs to be, you know, reliable, cheap to fix, easy mm-hmm. to maintain. Yeah. Um, and at the moment, we're doing slightly better. We've got um, two RAV4s. So one's a slightly newer model and one's a really old, one of the small ones um, that you see everywhere. Uh, okay. Yeah, and... Basically, we just like one of them has to be in for a service like every uh, six weeks, um, or wow. they, or they just break. Okay. Um, yeah. So, so that's your way of saying you don't have a dream car at all. 
Well, I'd want a dream car that never, you know, was super reliable, had tyres that never went bald, <laughs> you know, can plough through, um, you know, animals on the road without stopping. <laughs> I mean, I hate to say it, like, I really... I so you do not... want a Mad Max vehicle then, basically? Yeah, sort of, sort yeah. of. But I, I, would, I would probably need, I would need a mechanic, a full-time mechanic more than a, a you know, a dream car. Right. Like, if I had a guy, you know, if it was like Fast and Furious, I'd come in at home and there was, you know, the mechanics would come in and just fiddle with the car all night and have it shining and nice right. the next day. Uh-huh. And that's the other thing, because I, I live on a dirt road, I never wash my cars. So, you know, <laughs> I do wash the windscreen so I can see out of them. Well, um, of course, yeah. Squeegee. But, you know, my mum was like, why don't you wash your car before you take it home? Because it's, it's dirty as soon as it gets home. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But... uh yeah, that that would be the sort of thing I would need in a car, uh, like just really reliable. But I mean, I hate it. Like living out here, you, you, it's it's a fact that you have to get used to the fact that you're actually then going to kill things. Right. Um, and you know, sometimes you can avoid it. Like um, I'm horrified one day that I'll kill an echidna because they're so cute and I love them. And every time I see one on the road, it's like, oh, how did you do that? And you know, and Try not to ever hit turtles. I don't think I've ever hit a turtle. We see turtles crossing the road when it's a bit damp or mm. colder. But I've, I've hit and killed kangaroos. I've hit and killed a wombat. Uh, I would probably kill like three or four birds a week um, <laughs> just because they fly out from the side of the road suddenly and go boom. And, um, you know, I completely spatulate a cockatoo on the front windscreen one day. Oh. <laughs> I think I've killed a kookaburra. You know. <laughs> Such is life in Barter Town. Uh. <laughs> Yeah, but it just sounds horrible, and but, you know, and I, I have a friend at work who, who, you know, she if she drove out here, she would drive like forty k's an hour just so she never hit anything. Right. You know, she's going, you killed a bird, they mate for life, and I'm going, oh, it's okay. Sometimes I kill two. <laughs> <laughs> so neither of them are mating anymore. <laughs> yeah. So. Wow. wow. Yeah, it's it's harsh and it's rough, but that's the way it is. Yep. That's, that's welcome to Barter Town. Um, <laughs> wow. Jeez, okay. Yeah. So, his other other question. Do you have a favourite mode of transport? I, well, because I drive all the time, I really like it when I don't have to drive. So, mm. I, I'm very much a fan of, like, uh, we were in Sydney recently to see AHA and Rick Astley, and um, we... Literally stayed like uh, 200 meters from the concert venue, which was really good, just in yeah. an Airbnb. Um, but the the light rail was just at the doorstep too, so nice. we got around on the light light rail. So um, it, it I, I like a bit of public transport when it's not crowded. Yeah. Um, yeah, like when you can sit and relax and read. Um, my son, they cancelled all his school buses, so um, and yep. he used to catch the school bus to my wife's work. And he's been very anxious about that. So um, one day I took the Arvo off and I caught public transport to his school and said, okay, this is how we're going to get to your mum's work from now on. And, you know, caught the public transport with him from his school to my wife's work. So, okay. Yeah, so that that sort of thing is uh, is very relaxing. But as far as holidays, um, and this is probably really out of vogue now, but I like cruising. <laughs> on a cruise. <laughs> because it's literally, you don't have to drive anywhere. You're, yeah. you know... You walk to all your meals on the boat. Yeah. Um, you know, you, there's lots of relaxing and watching movies and reading yeah. and things like that. Um, you can go and get completely drunk as you would like to do. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. yeah. And 
you know, you get from a cruising... I mean, it is the RSL of the sea, so, you know, <laughs> depending on time of day, it can be fairly bogan. Um, <laughs> that's redneck for you Americans. Yes, um, yes. Yeah, uh, and, you know, if you're up at 2am, you will have a different cruise experience as if you go to bed at 10 Yeah, yes, you will, yes. <laughs> yes. You know, um, but, I mean, you, ca- you can't cruise at the moment just because it's uh, a Probably petri not. dish of death. Yeah, no, stay indoors, everyone. Don't go anywhere. <laughs> um, t- to be honest, um, a cruise ship was going to be my fancy uh, favourite mode of transport because I've yes I've been on a couple of cruises and yeah it's delightful walk around eat drink all day long you know get entertained stagger back to your room get up and do it all again the next day it's chef's kiss of travelling um, mm. my practical answer probably train because I live less than ten minutes walk from our local train station so it's quite easy to get to my work get into the city you know get to other nearby suburbs if I am without a car for whatever reason. And it's quick and easy and it avoids all the traffic. You know, you might have a couple of minutes delay as you're waiting for signals to change at one of the larger stations. But so what? You know, you're sitting there. What I love is quiet carriages on our trains. Uh, So it's usually the second and second last carriages (laughs) on our trains are dedicated as quiet carriages. And I love them because, because... they, you know, you get to sit there in peace and quiet and read or, you know, look at stuff on your phone or listen to music. And I also love it when some fucking idiot gets on there without having read the signs at all. And it's just busy talking away on their phone at full volume. Ha! And I just give them death stares. And there's been one occasion where I've actually pointed to the signs saying, this is a quiet carriage. Refrain from using your phone. And they've kind of gone, uh And shuffled off to the next carriage because you know if it's a quiet carriage be fucking quiet (laughs) (laughs) how hard can it be seriously it's just you know rules people rules 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 are there you know even says the man that you know partook of some naughty stuff in his youth rules okay just (laughs) (laughs) yes dearie me wow okay well that's all the questions we received so um is there anything else you want to chat about? Um, anything else? No, but mind? can we have a song on the play out for me just today? Oh, maybe it depends. Because well, I was trying to do something not so depressing as the the church, but we we went there, so I, that's in. So um, yeah, so thanks we, for that. Yeah, yeah. Lighten the mood, you bastard. <laughs> Mr. Upbeat. Um, would we be able to play uh, "Lemon to a Knife Fight" by the Wombats? Do you know that one? Oh, I think I do. Yeah, okay. Yeah, all right. Yep, that should be doable. Yeah, cool. Cool. Okay, I guess that's Gary Show Episode 3 pretty much done. Yeah. If you want to get in touch, go to the Gary Podcast page on waitingfordoom.com or there's uh, the show (laughs) Twitter account. You'd never know we don't have a script, would you? (laughs) This is totally unscripted. This is not as professional as, say, our other shows, Waiting for Doom or DCOCD cast. I mean, that's even got an internationally renowned psychiatrist appearing every episode to help Paul. You know, that that shit takes time and effort to organise. But yeah, tweet us at... Gary Show podcast on the Twitters. You get every. We do have an email account, but everyone just seems to email waitingfordoom at gmail.com. They do. So I'm not even going to bother with the Gary Show podcast account. And now that I've said that, 
we're going to get requests for it, I'll bet. <laughs> because <laughs> people. <laughs> um, yeah, any, any final thoughts before we sign off for this ep, Paul? Uh, no, it's, it's been fun. I'm hoping that you're waking up more. Um, but yeah, um, wash your hands, everyone. Spend 20 seconds doing it, which seems an eternity. Um, no, it doesn't. Yeah. Don't lick your, don't lick your colleagues at work. (laughs) Don't lick anyone anywhere. (laughs) (laughs) Would be my advice, but follow your bliss, Paul. Uh, (laughs) I'm sure your work colleagues appreciate that. I'm sure everyone else in your town doesn't. Uh, (laughs) but you know, um, yeah, just, I, I just, you know what? It's only March and 2020 has been a pretty fucking weird year. Uh, yeah. so I just hope everyone just takes care of themselves and each other and just check in with your friends and keep yourself protected and just be sensible and just, yeah, because it's <laughs> three months in and it's a weird year. It really is. Um, <laughs> And yeah, uh, I love you all. I want you to be safe and happy and, and be in good health and good spirits. Um, so yeah, look out for each other and look after yourself. That's all I'll say. Yeah. That includes you, Paul. Okay. Even though you called me a minion on the last waiting for dinner. Oh, was that a you? I don't recall. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh dear. Oh dearie, mate. Okay. Thanks for joining us for another The Gary Show. Get your Gary on. Keep Garying on. I don't know. I don't have a sign-off for this show yet. Do you um, have one? Uh, no, I don't. <laughs> In the spirit of this show, I don't. I'm completely ill-prepared for... Keep on Garying. Yeah, keep her. on Gary. Sure. <laughs> Bye. Gary harder, faster, more intense. <laughs>